Welcome to episode four of our All Four Downs podcast. Professional football is back in a in a big time way uh, when it comes to the XFL. Huge crowd over there. <laughs> and everybody uh, uh, loving that right now. The Battle Hawks uh, took on the New York Guardians at the Dome at America Center in front of an XFL record 29,950 for the highest mark in an XFL game this year. Uh, in the very first game in St. Louis since the Rams left in 2015, uh, fans were treated to a 29-9 win uh, as the Battle Hawks uh, not only won the game, had an exciting kick return for a touchdown. Oh. Very cool. Now, uh, TV ratings across the board took a big hit from week two. I say a big hit, but they took a dip. Attendance, though, went up. Yes. So good news, bad news. Seeing a lot of parity around the league right now. Only one of the eight teams undefeated. That is the Houston Roughnecks, who beat on the Tampa Bay Vipers 34-27. Four touchdowns from P.J. Walker, uh, who's certainly making the case for most valuable player. Uh, and the most surprising result, I think we saw this weekend, the Los Angeles Wildcats handed the previously undefeated D.C. defenders their first loss of the season. And in the process, scored an XFL record 39 points. Yeah, yeah. Now, the XFL plays a 10-week regular season, and the 14 playoff format uh, heads to the championship game on April 26th. That'll be on ESPN. Now, uh, I mentioned the ratings. They're, they're doing better compared to other sports. Right. Week four is going to be big, though. NFL's taken sort of a uh, the the new cycle back from the XFL. Obviously, the combine coming up. Uh, the XFL is is, is uh, losing some of the novelty. Now we're three weeks in. You kind of see what you're getting heading into week four. Uh, this couldn't be any more important for the XFL. Uh, the real test to reverse the ratings decline will come this week. Can they turn around? Um, again, they're above expectations, which is really all they want to do. And so far, so good. Uh, but the numbers do, comp do compare very well uh, with some of the other games. Uh, only one college basketball game uh, over the weekend did as well as the worst XFL game did. Uh, that was a matchup of two top 10 teams, just to give it a little bit of perspective. I am Joe McGuire. That is Ovi Munez and Tyler Bard. It is time for first down. We'll do a bit of a week three recap. Guys, all in all, pretty good play this week and I and I said it last week OV that I thought that if this league is going to be taken seriously the number one thing that has to happen is we have to see good offense you've got to see guys go out there and execute it can't be a, a, a piggy slop fest I think it was an improvement from week two because in week two, we saw a lot of drop passes. We saw inaccuracy. I think the only team that was on point was the Houston Roughnecks. I mean, Walker and Phillips are a good combo. It's like seeing them like uh, Montana and, uh, and Rice.
twice. You yeah. know, that, that that type of combination. And we'll, we'll talk about that They've later. You've got to be flattered by that comparison. <laughs> but, three, three weeks in, that's I'm, great. I'm going to shoot them that soundbite. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I think it was more improvement. I think majority of the teams showed improvement, minus one team, which we'll talk about later. But I saw more, more execution, more better tackling. Mm. Um, like I said, it's better execution on both sides of the ball that I've seen. So, you know, Roughnecks beat the Tampa Bay Vipers 34-27. Ah. Vipers quarterback Cornelius uh, attempted to drive the offense at the end through an incompletion uh, for the second straight week. Roughnecks QB P.J. Walker, as Obi just mentioned, and wide receiver Kent Phillips continued to dominate through the air. The Reading 8 came back from a 12-6 deficit at halftime, scored 18 unanswered to defeat the Seattle Dragons. Now on Sunday, Tyler, and I'll buzz, we talked about this earlier today, the Battle Hawks made history. Yeah. They ended a total of 1,529 days with no football in uh, St. Louis. They set an XFL record over 29,000 at their home opener. Had the first uh, kickoff return touchdown. And their kicker hit an XFL record 58-yarder. By the way, they beat your Guardians 29-9. to And right. to add that, the right. mayor called every Sunday a Battle Hawk Day. All right. Ooh, I like it. Hey, who said St. Louis can't have it up? professional football team huh <laughs> holy they cow. made a statement wow yes they did i i you know i tuned in because you know let's go guard and uh wow just the atmosphere i could feel like this is not good for the guardians if the xfl <laughs> can get that atmosphere that that felt like oh. a real professional football game. I thought it was the playoffs, to be Same. honest with you. It, it you saw the like white it. towels oh and everything. Like it. I'm telling right. you, they know what they're doing in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. That was why that kickoff return, I thought there was no time on the clock and they were losing. Because that crowd went nuts. I'm telling you right there, that's gonna be what makes this league is if they can they can repeat that the fans maybe, are here man maybe just play all the games in st louis yeah. <laughs> might be the way to st. go st louis and seattle that's um, it um <laughs> la wildcats yeah. got their first win they crushed the dc defenders nobody saw that coming what a 39 game. to 9 winston moss by the way head coach of the Wildcats, you know, we we joked and laughed, and we fired Pepper Johnson <laughs> and cut his his uh, starting middle linebacker after week one. He's now calling the defense. That's right, and he is. it shows. Oh he my gosh! Big time win. Woo. Winston Moss got to be patting himself on the back. <laughs> what a huge relief uh, to to finally get that first W too. It's got to feel pretty good. But when when you're making some changes, you know you're doing the right thing. Right. And then you throttle what some people thought was the best team in the XFL and quarterback. <laughs> all of a, yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. Excuse all of a me. sudden, boy, on your way. <laughs> But there's a cliche on this. You know, they kept saying, oh, we're just having fun. Yeah, anybody can have fun when you're winning the game. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Who Who's having fun when they're losing? No, that's right. No, you're right. Absolutely. I'm thinking of a couple people, actually. People. <laughs> I think a lot of lifetime losers. Yeah, like mind. a Manny Machado came to mind. Man. Oh, I don't think really? he, whatever. Did we lose? I don't know. <laughs> All right, it's uh, time for second down. We need a we need a whistle sound effect or something right there. That'd be really great. <laughs> 
Yeah, good job, Bag. Thank good you. Job. And the whistle I'm talking about is the good, the bad, and the ugly whistle. Not a referee whistle. Yeah, see what I did uh, there? That was good. Uh, second out, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly is where we'll start, Tyler. Uh, I don't mean to be staring at your hat. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, the New York Guardians were dreadfully awful. Um, How dare you? Memes are displaying the trio of the Jets, Giants, and Guardians head coach GM Kevin Gilbride upset with his team's performance. Uh, he said, we played our ass off. I give you the ball. You made some plays. I made you to be a leader here because there are guys who I thought were going to be better than what we are at doing or not. Don't be surprised if I lean on you. Uh, wow. Not even sure what that means. I think he's talking about He was about talking the to his oh, I know who he's yeah. talking to. He was yeah. talking to the wide receiver. Oh, he was okay. laying on him because he was getting all the balls. I forgot his name. He was number one. That's and uh, he was just he, – he was stressed out. He was uh, very upset. Nobody was actually performing on both sides of the ball. There were too many penalties. Yeah. You know, even from the start of the game. Unnecessary penalties. And the guy that really ruined a lot of the, mo- of the flow of the Guardians was their center, yeah. Silverman. Yeah. I don't understand why Gilbride did not take him out after the first quarter and say, sit down and, and chill out. I, yeah. can't, I mean, I, I, to me, that becomes a depth issue. If there was another guy, I got to think they would have done it if they felt like they had someone else who could do it. Because, I mean, you can't get the snap down. You, you got, got the referee telling him that, They're look, not going to shuffle that we line up. Warning the coaches on both sides that, hey, if he performs that way again, he acts that way again, we're going to kick him out. Come on. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I think uh, that's a little bit too much. Now, uh, McGloin is not living up to what what we thought he was going to be early Still the on. MVP, Joe. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> if, he's, if, if New York has any chance, he's going to have to be the MVP because <laughs> things are not going well. And there seems to be a lot of frustration in New York. Oh, gosh. And yeah. I, I, I mean, here's the thing. You're in a league that's three weeks old. Mm-hmm. Temper your expectations. Right. I, I mean, there seems to – and look, I, I realize everybody's out there competing and, and everyone wants to win a game. But at the end of the day, you're, you're building something here. And the amount of frustration and infighting that you're seeing that you see in New York now and you saw in L.A. when the season started is not good – for chemistry, it's not good for the league. No. It's not good for your locker room. It's not good, period. No, I, I agree. It's it's insane. Uh, you know what I attribute to that, though? It's the after-play commentary from these reporters. I love it because we get to see get to get in their heads and be on the field but i also hate it because those guys don't want to talk right now especially right after that like a blow-up moment like that and in the guardians game and they're like hey why'd you hit that guy like that i don't know but sean who is not here with us said we'll 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 beg to differ on that one he enjoys that kind of stuff oh the banter so it's amazing i mean it's a perspective you have to be ready for you have to be prepared for and i don't think they are a lot of i think the biggest issue is everyone wants to be a leader yeah and there's got to be one man what one player on both sides be like hey i'm the captain of the team follow me let's get through this but everybody wants a piece of the pie listen it's a wwe tactic in football yeah post-match interview the problem is is it would it would translate better if you did it in the nfl 
because you care about every single guy on a 53-man right. roster. Right. We still don't know all the starting quarterbacks' names no. on XFL teams. I kid. But for the most part, you're still – you know what I mean? It's hard to care. It's hard to see a guy knock someone's head off uh, on, a, on a cheap shot and, and, and have an attitude come But, up, Joe, right? if I am playing and, a game in which if I win, the team gets $100,000 – I think I'm going to play my ass off and win and do my hardest to win $100,000. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what's the Did problem you, in New it's York? It's not then? their heart. I think it's our heart. How are we, oh, yeah. suppo- how are we yeah. supposed it's, to give a dang? That's what I'm saying. It, it's it's hard to – I mean, look, the Rockets out of the mic starts talking junk when he's in Hartford, right? We're like, ah! Right. You know you're booing him, but you're also cheering him. Right. You know, no. he's a bad guy this time around. Whatever. Again, you care because you know The Rock. Right. It, it, it's hard to care about players you don't really know. And I think the XFL needs to do a better job of getting these guys front and center. And maybe during the week, in addition to practice, maybe practice having a microphone promos, stuck up promos. in your face. Yeah, media, media practice. There you go. Because so Cut far, it's, promos. it's been bad. <laughs> and when I say bad, I mean Cardale Jones week three bad. Oh, boy. Uh, a guy who I think was competing for league MVP. 13 out of 26, 103 passing yards. Got sacked three times even worse though were those four picks two for 13 on third down conversions um not great one out of two fourth down and oh for one in the red zone cardell jones man was uh was was riding high rattled um and then suddenly reminded everybody why he is in the xfl (laughs) not in the nfl now they came in with their chests puffed and their defense and their defense it happens. It's week three. Yeah, that shouldn't happen, though. Not to a team okay. like LA. Hey, any, anything can happen any given Sunday, right? That's why they play the game. That's why they play the game. And here's any other week, every – you don't know what you get, whatever weekend it falls on there. But, however, let's give him an alibi. Let's see what happens next week. See how we'll they will, see. How, how they bounce back. Oh, I forget who they're playing next. Oh, uh, we that's coming up. Don't worry. All right, don't all worry. Right. I won't spoil the fun. Now it's time for the good because there was some good. Oh um, yeah. Here's a tweet from B. Fredrickson. I know the XFL is not the NFL. I know NFL owners are motivated by greed above all, but I'm not sure how some powerful NFL people don't see what is happening in St. Louis. Relocation lawsuit plus battle hawk success and not feel like they picked the wrong side of the divorce. Oh, okay. Well said, B. Fredrickson. Uh, that's a... I, I'm sure someone's paying attention to that. Uh, meanwhile, as far as the good, we'll get into the actual players who were good. Houston Roughnecks, undefeated P.J. Walker, 24 for 36, 306 yards, three touchdowns in the air, and it wouldn't be a P.J. Walker performance if he didn't also run one in as well. <laughs> of course not. Right. His man, Cam Phillips, 10 targets, eight catches, 194 yards, three touchdowns, back-to-back weeks, by the way, where he put the three spot into the end zone uh, also broke off an 84 yarder uh and by the way average viewers uh for the week 1.74 million not bad not bad no. at all i think uh, we're hitting our plateau week four is going to be where i'm going to be like that's where we're going to be for the season because now we have people who are interested but i am worried that 
soon we have NCAA conference games, conference championships. Okay. And now, and then we're fixing for March Madness, the tournament. Those games are on the weekends. So let's see if they could keep up with those numbers moving on forward. Because like you said, the, the, the championship is in April. So with that, plus baseball is starting, the NBA playoffs are kicking. So we'll see if those numbers uh, will maintain. The play on the field has to be professional level or you're definitely going to lose out to amateur basketball uh, that is played like a, a professional league. Uh, so we're heading over to third down. Third and long, if you will. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at who lit it up on the field this week. Uh, for instance, Houston, Houston running back James Butler, seven carries, 72 rushing yards, responsible for three first downs, and he scored a two-point conversion. Uh, in Dallas, that tight end, Donald Parham, five catches, 101 yards, two touchdowns. Gosh. Landry Jones is, is boy, oh, boy. Yeah. You couldn't have asked for a better guy at a better target this guy's got speed this guy's got strength and if i had to guess probably an nfl contract coming up in a couple of months that man can put I, on i'd a be razzle shocked, dazzle. shocked to see him <laughs> not be in the nfl i mean he's been an absolute stud yeah i agree he does have you know tendency of throwing interceptions but if, as long as he wins the game. Yeah, so does Jameis Winston, and I'd put him in the top 10 quarterbacks <laughs> right now in the NFL. <laughs> All right. St. Louis running back tandem Matt Jones and Christine Michael, former Super Bowl champion with the Seattle Seahawks, uh, combined 28 carries, 139 yards. Each guy got into the end zone. L.A.'s running back Martez Carter, two yes. rushing touchdowns, also tossed one. That dude is a beast. Impressive. Yes. <laughs> Who is your outstanding player of the week, OV? We'll start with you, sir. Uh, you just mentioned it, Martez Carter. I mean, this guy pretty much uh, carried the team. He really did, and uh, he pushed that, got those first downs. Uh, also, running back James Butler. I mean, very important, especially when you need those plays to carry over. He was that go-to guy to get those first downs. All right, that was going to be mine, but I'll switch it up. Uh, I'll give it to the two starting cornerbacks for L.A. because they, in the first quarter alone, were had two interceptions, one each. And they weren't the starting quarterbacks for the for last two weeks. They're the backup guys. So if we have to – if I – I know I pick one person, but I'm just going to give it to LA's defense because they had, I think, five turnovers altogether, four of which were interceptions. That's insane for a team that was doing so poorly to come out and just obliterate a team that was doing so incredibly on offense. <clears throat> PJ Walker is going to be the MVP of this league. Uh, Matt McGloin. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, well, well I, I tell you this. I mean, we still got seven more weeks. Yes. But um, without P.J. Walker, I mean, you need P.J. Walker. Yeah, he's the quarterback, but he's throwing to who? Cam Phillips. <laughs> I mean, he's doing it all. I mean, he's catching short passes. He's got to protect he's got that got a man. lot of yards after catches. So you got to take that into consideration. And he's scoring touchdowns. No dignity, so, no doubt. So who, who would you pick, him? Phillips or Walker? Oh, Baby, always pick it's the quarterback. a quarterback sport. Yep. I'm going to give it to the quarterback. Because exactly. I'll tell you what, if Cam Phillips goes down, 
Uh-oh. next man up. I mean, I'm telling you. But if you I, see I have a lot no of yardage. And I know. Listen, it, it's as much the system, it's as much the pattern. You know, look, Cam Phillips is uh, is definitely playing well. Um, and, and, and again, I mean, you know, has been a star in the league. But quarterbacks. Always. Quarterbacks. How many times Always. did Brady win the MVP when there were obviously other components? You that can't compare Brady to that because Listen, every year he had different wide receivers. Yes. <laughs> every year is somebody different. That's fair enough. I that's my point. But this is the but same that's guy. that's my point. This is the same guy. <laughs> you, could throw, you could throw anybody <laughs> into that spot and he you're probably going to get similar results. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. To be continued, this is a good argument for next week. It is a good argument for next week. And every we'll week to, after that. We'll have to bring it up. <laughs> and every week after that. No, Phillips no, better not get you're, you're definitely right. <laughs> My guy's Phillips. I'm, I'm telling you right I'm now. Glad we agree on McGloin. <laughs> I, uh, wow, you got to get off McGloin. <laughs> really? well, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> get off McGloin. <laughs> it's better when you say it that way. Yeah, yeah. That's better. Safer. All right. We're going to go for it here on fourth down uh, as we take a look at Week four, the upcoming schedule. Uh, two one and two teams start off to slate two o'clock on ABC this coming Saturday. Two very different one and two teams. It's LA and New York. The Wildcats finally got things figured out. They're actually playing football pretty well for the first time. New York, after a week one win. Didn't look so good in week two. Really didn't look good in week three. Uh, big game for them Guardians. Tyler, we're going to start with you. <laughs> um, just because I want to hear somebody say New York is going to win. Tell me what's going to happen. Give me a score. What do we got? New York is going to win uh, because they're just always going to win because they're the best team in the XFL, obviously. Um, I'm taking New York, not by a lot. I think we're going to have a shootout up to the end. Uh, not a, I shouldn't say shootout because that makes means it's going to be exciting. We're going to have a low-scoring game, and the Guardians win it by a field goal goal at the end and they go up 22 to 20 guardians interesting ov don't you give me that look what say ye sir joe the next week make sure he doesn't wear that hat (laughs) i'm always wearing this i would think pride would prevent it but (laughs) what do i know this is my hat until there's a boss i'm picking la to win it i think la will defeat the guardians 24 to 12 Interesting. I believe that LA's got their stuff figured out. I think New York is awful. <laughs> I think New York teams winning in New York, unless it's upstate, doesn't generally happen anymore. I'm going to pick LA 19 to 9. I feel like that's just a real XFL-ish score. (laughs) All right. Uh, St. Louis going to get a crack at another home game as they are 2-1. That'll be the 5 o'clock game on Fox. They are taking on Seattle, who is off to a 1-2 start. OV, what do you see in the game? Give me a score. What do you got? I'm going to see the same type of... Uh, momentum they have from last week. I think they can continue running the ball. St. Louis will win and defeat Seattle 24 to 16. 
All right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I'm definitely taking St. Louis with that home field advantage. If that crowd shows up again and we have that electricity that we had last week, oh, they there's no way they end up losing this one. I also had them at 24, but I'm going to say 24 to 22. Close game. All right. Well, I see St. Louis winning the day. No. Oh. St. Louis will take this one by a score of 26 to 12. Fair enough. Ooh. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, very good. That sounds right. It's a, you, you almost feel like I'm a fortune teller. Yeah. A little bit. You're going to nail it. A little bit. All right. Uh, Sunday, the 4 o'clock game over on, FS, on FS1. I don't know what I was about to call it. Um, <laughs> could be a great game. Maybe the game of the week. Dallas at home, 2-1, and one, taking on them undefeated Houston Renegades. Tyler, are we calling this the uh, the first rivalry of the XFL, Texas versus Texas? Let's see if the fans come out for it. I love it. I hope so, man. Uh, I am going to go with Houston, and they're going to continue to go four and zero undefeated. Yep, they're going four and zero. We'll go high scoring this one, thirty five to twenty nine. Wow, that's a great game. I look forward to seeing it. Unless OV got something different in mind. No, I got Houston winning uh, 30 to 18. And the wow. only reason why I think the Houston defense will score more than the offense. Oh, okay. Just because Dallas have a tendency of turning over the ball. Oh, okay. Fair enough. You're going to see at least three interceptions in this game, two of them going back for touchdowns. Oh, bold prediction from OV. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I think, fellas. Don't you do it to us. If Vince McMahon created it, then somebody, somebody you expect to win will lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I think uh, Dallas wins the big uh, Texas shootout. Okay. 34-22 is the score. Wow. Yeah. Blow them out. Handily. <laughs> Handily. 34? Yeah. Dallas will score. Dallas will score to get it close. Houston will tack on one more score. On an undefeated team. Yep. Look at him go. Listen, we could have said that last Dallas week. Dallas averaging happened. 18 points in the season, and they're going to score over 30 points? Okay, it's, I guess it's the Houston defense? In. You're acting like they're 30 games into the season. Oh, man. They're <laughs> undefeated. They're amazing. Houston's defense is locked in. I, what did just, you say? You just wait for this. Hold next on. Pick. Hold on a minute. You Uh-oh. ready? You ready to play? You want to play with me for a minute? <laughs> no, I don't want to play What'd with you. What did you say to him? <laughs> what did you say to him about 15 minutes ago about what happens on Sunday? Anything can happen. Oh, did you say that? On any oh, given re- Sunday. He, he said it. What, I remember the words exactly. On any given Sunday. He made fun of me for making a bold but prediction. But that's a lot of points. I say Bob Stoops. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bob right. Stoops. You know what? You're absolutely right. The Anything coaching in this league, <laughs> understand something here the coaching in this league is superb it's superb you you got you got great coaching in this league i truly believe that yes so a lot look some of these guys didn't have great success in the nfl and you can be like well what a loser it's hard to get to the nfl again if you don't know somebody to get into the nfl is nearly impossible right to get bob stoops out of retirement yeah, yeah, you're you're doing something right. Yeah, right? um, and and if he's coming off the bench, 
and he's going to give up retirement to do this, you got to know what you're getting. Yeah. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. Yes. He's, that man's all in. <laughs> Bob's, I'll take Bob Stoops all in any day of the week. That's all I'm saying. Right. Um, right. And then the Sunday night 7 o'clock game on ESPN2. Yes. The Dirty Bowl. I'm so ready for it. DC Defenders 2-1 and one, taking on the god-awful. <sighs> Don't you dare say I mean, Tampa Bay stinks. 0-3. Uh, no. Obi, what's going to happen in this, this disaster of a game? Tampa Bay improved. They sure showed did. a lot. They actually scored touchdowns. Yeah. That's promising. Yeah. It's just baby steps. Just like the LA Wildcats, but the Vipers, yeah. you know. They're they gearing up. There. But I'm going to give them another week. Because uh, <laughs> D.C., I got 24-18 D.C. over Tampa Bay. Close, but not, not close, close enough. enough. All right, they're getting there. Tyler, <laughs> how are you prediction. feeling about this one? I'm taking Tampa. They're going to get their first win because D.C.'s staggered. They got hit with a left, and now we're coming back in with a right. So I'm coming in, and I'm going to say Tampa Bay wins a one point. So you're trying to say that Houston's going to throw in the towel? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You DC? said DC's going to throw in the towel? Not throwing the towel. They're like going to get Deontay upset. Wilder's corner. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good one. Get it out there, boys. No, 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 no. I mean, it's going to be a close game. I don't think they're going to give up altogether. I, I just think it's going to come down to the last possession of the game, and, and the Vipers are going to pull it off. I'm going to go mid about mid-ground scoring game. I'm going to go 28. 27 final score so let me ask you one question please out of these four games that y'all mentioned which one of these can we actually see an overtime game Ooh, for the first time la new york in a in a dirty zero birdie, zero game dirty birdie <laughs> nine nine overtime game and it ends nine nine in a tie Oh, or, no, or, there's no ties, right? Or does it end with an arm wrestle? I don't think we're allowed with ties. What happens? It's a, suit, cage it's, match? A, it's a suplex nah, contest. It, That'd be, it, I would watch that. It's going to be similar to a regular soccer game. They're going to have a... And they're going to have... They have golden goal, possession. basically. A it's, shootout. It's a shootout, shootout right? It's a shootout at you the get end. five, five uh, extra point, uh, chances to score. We get one, you get one, we get one, you get one. We're due. Whoever, we need to see this. Right. Whoever wins that wins if it's still tied it goes to golden goal if it's vix mcmahon running the show we're gonna see it that's right i'm, I'm literally sitting here watching some pj walker highlights boy I'm <laughs> you want to give cam phillips some credit you may but my man's got some touch oh no he's good he got some touched no no yeah well, he, 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 got touched. he does but i'm curious who do, who do you have for dc tampa who are you who are you thinking you're gonna i know i'm sorry you're taking dc but by, by how much um, didn't I already tell you this? No, no you did, did not. not. I didn't. Oh, well, let me, let me clue you in. It's a shocker. It's a, a 38, 12 drubbing. Really? Yep. Yep. Man, we are not on the same wavelength. It's all good though. Uh, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at all underscore downs. You can also follow us on Facebook at all four downs. Uh, they can also visit um slash XFL. Uh, make sure you subscribe. We're on all the platforms. Are we on all platforms yet, or what? We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. That's cool. all you get. All right. We're, we're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. <laughs> uh, boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, pivotal week here for week four 
of the XFL. We'll be back next week. Uh, break it all down and, and hopefully have some great news. I know we're going to have one heck of a game. I'm really looking forward uh, <laughs> to some of these really great matchups. For Tyler Bard, yeah, the Bard stepping in for Sean Scanlon tonight and Ovi Munez. I'm Joe McGuire. Thank you so much for checking out episode three of All Four Downs.